bringing it to them all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who spends his free time riding around Florida in a Segway, yelling at millennials who are clustered together, the button lover, Josh Soroka. You know, it was pointed out to me this week that... uh millennials are no longer the problem that the big problem now is the generation behind the millennials yeah generation z the generate is that their name generation z is a lame name that they're going by gen zers or something yeah all right that's a that's a lame name and they are the problem because i always but, whine about my high schoolers being millennials they're like mr we're not millennials yeah I we're, didn't, and they always call but i but i said you guys always call me a boomer so let's so if you want to call me a boomer i'm gonna call you millennial let's go right right and i didn't know that like there was an end to this whole millennial thing i thought it was yeah. just i would argue that millennial is less about a generation more about a mindset but that's just me. right right so these strawberries out there sure um are the issue and uh, yeah, was did we even talk about this last week about all the all the strawberries down here on spring break? I don't know. I just know how much it bothers you. I think we might have touched on it. But. You know, it bothers me. It bothers me because they're annoying, and it bothers me because we have a governor down here in Florida. Now, depending on how you feel about this whole virus thing, we'll just get right into it. Because hey, there's no sports to break down, so let's break down politics. This is Baltimore's best sports talk. Let's yeah. go ahead. Um, it's interesting to watch Florida versus Maryland mm. because there's a lot of praise on how Larry Hogan's handling things up in Maryland and all. And in Florida, two it, Republican governors handling it. Right. Exactly. In Florida, the governor wants nothing to do with this. And he gave a press conference today, which is the first time he's been on a mic in over a week. Because he's kind of mm. just been acting like there's no problem. There's nothing going think, on in the world. I think I've seen Hogan like three three times in the last week, yeah. R- right. Yeah, I think Hogan's doing daily updates now. It might be daily, yeah. But, uh, yeah, DeSantis is trying to hide from this thing because – and I got I understand why. It's because Florida's economy is so much based on tourism. Yeah, and spring break is a big part of that, right? Well, it's be, even beyond spring break. It is – like we don't it's part of the benefit of not having a state income tax, which I like right. and I appreciate. Let's keep it that way. But right. DeSantis today even made comments about how it's great to see that while all this is going on in the lockdown in New York, that many New Yorkers have came down here to, to spend time in Florida uh, to get through this. Now, I don't know about what about you, but as a someone who lives in Florida, my attitude is kind of stay away. Like, we got it. We're good down here. We don't need more people bringing the virus down here. Um, well, like, the reports tra- in my county were all from people who came down for bike week out of town from New York. Mm. So it's it's a weird thing for a governor to say, like, yeah, come on down. We want – they're closing schools. Sounds like a nice long spring break. Come to Florida. Yeah. That it's is, very weird. 
Yeah, I guess um, when some people see a problem, other people see an opportunity. And right. so this is <laughs> right. a guy looking to, to get some more money. Right. Um, he's saying, you know, I'm sure he is isolating himself. And so he's not exposed to coronavirus. Yes. But the and people. Like, right. Uh, and Disney. That money. Disney shut and Universal, they shut themselves down. But I understand that because no one wants to have the headline on CNN that they got the virus at Disney. That doesn't look good for Disney. So they made a, a private decision, but come on, you get it at a at a beach, not not my problem. It's not my business. There's yeah. beaches everywhere, so yeah, it's, it's very funny. Yeah, I mean because, oh, yeah, because you could easily say like people, it's pe- the the people are free to be dumb, right? But yes, the, the, but the problem is, and 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 young people will always be dumb. Yep. Um, but the problem is usually young people's dumbness doesn't affect other people. But when you have these spring breakers going back to New York and then, you know, the how it spreads, um, their, well, their dumbness is affecting the whole the whole country. Right. Well, and, and the problem is when you have a governor who goes up and stands up there and talks about this and treats like that the economy is more important than than the health, um, which we saw people just getting upset at the president before we recorded about the same conversation. But uh, in Florida, the guy, the, he's not getting attacked for it. And it's interesting because you then see that everyone else in Florida is just following the governor's lead and saying, oh, this must not be a big deal. Let's yeah. go on out. Let's go to the beach. Because yeah. if, if the governor was concerned, it would make you concerned. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know if those spring breakers on the beach listen to the governor of no, Florida no but there's a decisions. right but that's where i mean it moves out of that those strawberries and moves to the older generations where you got to remember florida has like the most old people in the country yeah this whole virus is supposed to be attacking old people yeah you would and think so the florida governor would care worried. yeah yeah and instead um, of, because of how the governor acts the local facebook groups down here are awesome with people that are 100% sure that this is a hoax by CNN. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm sure if you compared our Facebook groups to my Facebook groups on the Eastern Shore, I mean, yeah. I just read a post yes. coming on here saying, um, listing how many people are murdered in Baltimore and how no one talks about that, but people are making a bigger deal about All this right. virus that's only killed like but, five people. But so the mayor of Baltimore uh, did have to come out this week and say, please stop shooting each other. We need our hospital beds for the virus. Yeah, I saw that. So, I saw that. Uh, if you're going to shoot him, at least like shoot him in the foot or something where you can just handle it real quick. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy story. And I think there's like two different worlds. Like I go on Twitter and everyone's like obsessed with like self-containment and like self-isolation. Yes. It seems like they're doing social distancing and it seems like they're all following the rules, encouraging other people to do it. And then you like go to Lowe's. And it's, and it's like, like no one has acknowledged this. I was, I was, I went to Lowe's right to get some, some stuff and I've been practicing and we've been practicing so, social di- distancing. I haven't gone out. I've gone out twice, you know, in the past week, uh, to the grocery store and then to, to Lowe's. Um, and I was like keeping space between lines and a guy was up on my back. And so I literally like moved next to my cart. So he wouldn't be up on my back and he moved like right up to my cart like he was he could have pushed my my cart and i gave the guy a look and he gave me a look and then we just went about our business but it's like there's there's a um a disconnect here where where people don't uh i mean it's hard right because you can't see the virus so i guess 
if you don't really pay attention or if you're skeptical of news media because you've been trained for the last four years to be skeptical of news media, then maybe it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, you feel like it doesn't affect you or something. Right. Um, but these uh, are like older, these are like people in their forties and fifties too. It's not, it's not kids. These are like no. grown people who should, who should know. Um, and, and then you have, that's why you have the governor, uh, Hogan have to, you know, tell people to not open up their businesses because people are dumb. But we did this, we did this to ourselves. I mean, we did yes. this to ourselves by three yes. plus years, four years of just hating each other and like yes. not having normal discourse, not nor, not getting along, just like thinking that the person who disagrees with you politically is the devil on either yeah. side that you're on. And it totally set us up for this where it's like yeah. now there is a problem and we cannot like work together to handle it. Yeah, well, even like it's a pandemic all the scientists and doctors are kind of saying the same thing about you know flatten the curve and contain this thing yet somehow this still is like a partisan topic right <laughs> like how is this this is not this is not republican versus democrat it shouldn't this is a be pandemic like it doesn't make sense how you can turn this into a political thing i love that we're now baltimore's best political talk <laughs> this is what the, well, this is what the coronavirus has given us but it's it's just a weird time where we're yeah. not really making political statements. We're talking about just how weird this world is. Yeah. And it's, it's why, like, I don't know, like, you know, sports aren't on, so I've been watching a lot of news. And I flip around to all the different channels, and I really was enjoying today just seeing senators yell at each other. Yeah. Because it was entertaining because sports aren't on TV. But then it's so sad that that's what we've come to is, like, this, the entire country is saying, hey, we need your help, and they're yelling at each other. Yeah, and like people for the most part agree on on how to help, right, with the stimulus package, and then but they can't even agree on that. It's yeah, it's it's a silly, it's a stat, and this is not. I mean, we we don't know a lot about sports, but we know even less about po politics, and we're right. not talking specific politics. I don't even kind of the, the state of the world right now. Yeah, I don't even think in any of this conversation we've like chosen a side. Our side is like the United States our, and our each side other. Is common sense right. and the insanity that we're living in. It's just crazy, and it's like. Yeah, like it's totally what we what we deserve, and yeah. uh, and it's just it adds on to like last week and having the, having Charlie on the show and just talking about how it was a weird week. Yeah, and it's still a weird week. Well, yeah, I mean, it feels like we're on to, what to week two with this thing, but yep. it feels like we've been in this situation. I don't know. It feels like it's been a month, right? It feels like I don't know. It doesn't feel new. It feels no. just because I guess these days are long and there's so much news every day and there's so much happening every day that these days seem right. I guess, a little bit longer than usual um josh you're still working what's your work status what's your, well yeah I, what's your what's the schedule like well, for you out you here? know you like to tell people and make it all sound important that you're a teacher you know well yeah, all the time uh, all the time i come up right. here and say how yeah, i my job is more important than the rest yeah, of your jabronis you're, you're teaching these teacher. future generations or stuff well well yeah. homeland security put out a nice list this week and on that list I am listed essential. as essential. Mm. I am an essential employee, which means for the I, record, I got my local baker down the street who says her job's essential too. But well, okay, go ahead. And oh she's yes, not closing down. And 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 uh, in certain areas, landscapers are also essential. I noticed. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am essential because you know we go in people's homes. Uh, they're now relying on us because they work at are now working from home, so we need to keep their internet up and running. And we and need everything. they need a new sound system. So. Well, that's what I wanted theater. to get you to, is yeah. the new TVs 
is weird to me because Mandy and I had this conversation. Like, if I was buying a new TV and needed someone to hang it or wire it up, I would wait. I would be like, all right, that 40 inch is fine. I don't need a stranger coming into my house right now. I have not had a single customer tell us, don't come in. We call the customers the day before and go through, hey, our guys are going to be clean. We've got these precautions. We want to make sure no one's sick in the house and all that, you know? Yeah. And no one has once said, let's reschedule. In fact, mm-hmm. one person, I had an issue last week because the guy at the very end of the install, he's praising our guys for how great of a job he did. He's patting them on the shoulders. And then as they're leaving, they, he goes, thanks. I really needed this new TV because I'm sick. And now my guys are pissed because they're in that uh, bad situation. So what I'm yeah. doing now is balancing that of at what point do I stop sending people into homes because I get it that unless it's an emergency situation. And, because, and that's probably going to be later this week we make that call because at some point it's not worth hanging up a new TV to get all my employees sick. Right, so, and just takes weird. one sick, right? Because all your employees interact, so it just takes right. one, and right. that's how that works. We did make yeah. the call today to move a lot of our uh, office staff to home to work from home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, especially in your situation with the governor, there, it's going to be probably up to small businesses, right, to make those decisions themselves because you can't and, rely on the government to step in and make a decision for you. And it's a and the governor not saying anything makes the decision harder. It makes you really wonder. Like, okay, well, what are other companies? It makes us, I, I've had two weeks of conversations now every day talking to different builders and different uh, mm-hmm. partners about how they're handling it. And a lot of them are taking their cues from national divisions of their companies because the local divisions, we don't know what to do because the governor is acting like it's no big deal. Even though we're like the fifth highest numbers in the, in the, in the state, in the whatever, United States, they're saying, oh, well, Florida's big. But New York and California are pretty big, too. Yeah. So it's weird. It's very weird, and I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I keep telling I talk to my techs every day, and I tell them, if you're in a situation that you're not comfortable, just leave and call me, right. and I'll deal right. with the customer. I'll talk to them and clear it up. But it's not worth getting sick and hurting everything over a TV or a pair yeah. of speakers. Yeah, that's tough. That's awkward. But even for, for the techs, that's awkward, right? Like if the tech walks in the house and the guy coughs, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to say leave or it's probably just a cough, right? It's right. probably not. It's, people well, cough. Right. I mean, we've, asked, now becomes, yeah, we've asked our techs weird. to, you know, check their temperature, make sure they don't have fevers, don't come to work if you have a fever, stuff like that. Sure. So we're trying sure, to be safe. We've got, we've got this other problem where it's like we would love to provide masks with all, to all of our technicians but you can't buy masks anymore so it's like we can give them what we can give them yeah so uh it's weird it's um it's just weird there's nothing else to say about it i guess we're just trying every and it's no one has been through this before so it's not like i can call and say how did we do this last time and there's also there's this weird there's this fear in florida because in 2008 when we had that big uh economic crash and the housing market crash sure in dc and maryland we didn't feel that a whole lot because there was so much government work in the area and so many (laughs) rich people and it didn't affect the rich people it affected more middle class 
Florida got hit really hard in that. So you have a lot of business owners down here that are very fearful that this could cause another one of those. Right. And that so, word recession has been already thrown around a ton in the news. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like we can have the conversations and we all agree that like on paper, it doesn't look like it's headed that way. As long as we can get past this, we'll be fine and there'll be pent up demand and uh, we're reminded of September 11th, and after September 11th, it was really slow work for about two months, and then it was just booming, and everyone yeah. was buying new TVs. Uh, so we're expecting the same here, especially with people uh, stuck in their homes. They're going to realize, you know, I would rather have a, a 75-inch TV than this little 40. So we're yeah. expecting that, but it's still it's scary and it's unknown, and uh, it's, I'm trying not to say weird, but it's all weird. Yeah, and you can't, this is not, because it had never happened before, you can't make predictions. Like, we see this in right. sports, right, where people start to say, make predictions, oh, I think that the, the baseball season will start April 1st, or I think the baseball season will start April 20th, yeah. I heard. I saw, the, um, I saw but, the GM of the Blue Jays come out and okay. say, whatever date they're allowed on the field again, we're going to need four weeks of spring training. Right. That could push you back into, like, June, July start. It gets crazy yeah. trying to think through this. I, I find four weeks of spring training a little bit hard to believe. It all um, right, it, right, because you would think you tell your players to do this on their own, get in shape on their own. Yeah, because I feel like four weeks of spring training is what you know close to what they normally get. I, and I, I think they normally get eight pitchers. weeks. Yeah, is that with, from pitchers and catchers re re reporting eight weeks? I think that is. I think I think yeah, something. Like, I mean, well, if you think about it, they lost what three weeks through this. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because this is our opening day preview right. show. We were supposed to be talking about the opening day roster. We were supposed to have our final roster, know whether or not Mount Castle's on the team. Um, we were supposed to – I'm supposed to be flying home this week for opening day. This was supposed to be a much funner episode. Yeah, yeah. I took a personal day. Don't need to take that personal day anymore. <laughs> now, I saw uh, – since you're a teacher, I saw Virginia says they're closing schools for the year. Like, yeah. not going back this year. Has yeah. Maryland started talking yet about online school? Yeah, I mean, I got a um, – I think it's based kind of county to county so far because Maryland hasn't come up with anything. But but I got an email from my county last week with kind of a survey asking about, do you feel comfortable teaching online? How many of your students do you think have access to the Internet or don't have access to, to, to the Internet? Um, this is Eastern Shore, so Internet is sometimes unreliable. Um and it's not everywhere. So, yeah. And so I would imagine. And so I just assumed. I'm really surprised by Virginia. I just assumed we would transition to some sort of online formatting. I mean, we're, uh, uh, our county is, is a one-to-one, -one, which every kid has a laptop. Um, but not necessarily every kid has access to Internet. So, yeah, I haven't heard anything yet. We're supposed to. I mean, they took two weeks off. And so on Monday, um, a week from today, is when we're supposed to go back to school. And so I guess as of now, I'm planning to go back to school on Monday, but I'm, I'm thinking that might not happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I'm thinking you might be right. Um, yeah. Florida's got a little advantage because they're ahead on the online game because they've got Florida Virtual School, which they made yeah. years ago, and that's how my oldest daughter does school already this year. That's what she's been doing all year. So to roll that out to everyone else is pretty straightforward. So I think that happens next week in Florida. Yeah, it's a little more challenging in Maryland, right? Because for a lot of reasons, but 
I mean, I just think about from the teacher's perspective, like I'm very comfortable with delivering instruction online, but there's a lot of teachers who I know who would have no right. idea even where to start delivering instruction online. So how to work out all, there's just a lot of kinks to be worked out and to transition just like in mid, in mid semester. Um, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything yet because what, what are they going to tell us tomorrow that on Monday we're going to start online classes? Like that's really not enough time for a lot of those teachers right. to come right. up to snuff on that. No, exactly. They're going to have to teach you how to use it before you, before even your kids know. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – there's also – I saw talk down here of just like they are going to offer online school for your kids, but you don't have to take it, and we're just going to automatically push everyone to the next grade. Yeah, I mean the problem here is equity, right? Like because you want to give – I mean, this is the whole education's whole big thing, right? That we need to give every kid an equal opportunity to be successful. And online school doesn't do that because kids have less access to. But like if you just don't do school and just push it back to the next year, that's not equitable either because you have people um, who are dedicated to homeschooling their kids. And right now they're doing stuff with their kids to homeschool. And you probably have half the parents not doing a thing with their kids as far as homeschooling goes. And so either way, there's going to be... Some inequalities. Did you uh, uh, did you see the new Spider Man movie? No, I haven't watched right. the new. No, all right. Is that like new as in like the as past? in like last year or something? I think it came out last okay. summer. No. Okay. The last uh, Spider Man I saw was Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, like that starts with like the whole uh, through the Avengers thing. Like there was that whole snap thing where people disappeared. Yeah, and all, and then they came back, but then different people came back like five years later. So you, if you were a sophomore, five years later you came back and you were still sophomore year age. So they mm-hmm. did this whole weird thing where they just held everyone back for five years or something. And I feel like that's uh, that's kind of what this is, a little blip in in our school and, and just in the U.S. right now. Yeah, I mean I heard a lot of people talking about – like how unfortunate it was for like seniors to not be able to experience like seniors in prom. Mm-hmm. And I guess I get that. But like my perspective is how cool that you can always talk about you were a senior when there was coronavirus and the whole world got shut down. Like what a cool story that is to tell your kids. That's kind of cooler than just that yeah. you went to some lame prom that everybody else went to. But you want to put it in perspective. Like go back and talk to an old guy who missed his senior grad class. He missed his graduation because he had to go to Vietnam. Like, like it's a very minor right. thing that we're being asked to do to to help the country. Right, right. It's true. Um, and 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 my experience with it, and I've been at home a lot, and there's a lot. Well, first of all, I'll tell you a little bit how about my experience has been going, and then there has been some Orioles news, which we can get to some Orioles news. Uh, but just a couple of stories to sum up my experience. First of all, my wife decided to go on a diet here um, at the start of the coronavirus self quarantine um, social distancing. And so now I'm stuck eating all the, well, most of the diet food with no options to just, I don't feel comfortable just driving to McDonald's in, in these conditions. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a her diabolical way of getting me to eat healthy, which. That's why I made um, a separate trip to the grocery store. Yeah, which, 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 yeah, I had to go off the, off the grocery list a little bit uh, when I went yesterday. Um, but that's going fine. But you know what? She's not having me go all in with it. She's doing this whole Airbond diet. Um, or something, and she's not having me go all in, which she's talking about how much energy she feels and how good she feels. I'm a little offended that she doesn't want me to do the complete diet. And, and, and I mean, I wouldn't do it, but the fact that she didn't offer for me to do it is a little bit offensive. Um, yeah, because that's she a, talks come about on. how great. 
That's a girl thing. You've been through right. this before. Our wives go through different uh, things that'll give them more energy and help them lose weight and help them stay in shape and all this. Yeah. But so. I'm still eating all the vegetables, mm-hmm. mounds of vegetables every evening. Um, also, my son, who just turned two and a half, he started this thing now where he asks why. Did your kids go through this phase, Josh? Yeah. Where but, every response is why. But why is not the surprising thing. Because I saw your son the other day yeah. on, on, uh, we, as we did a little family time. Sure. Uh, Silas is talking. He is talking. <laughs> That's the exciting thing is that he's oh, yeah, decided to talk. Oh, yeah, for a while talk. he didn't talk at all. Uh, but not now, that long I... ago. When we, we were talking about him going to preschool and you looking at preschools like a month ago. Yeah. And now, yeah, and he's, now he's, he's like happy. and <laughs> I mean, he's always yeah. been happy, but he said happy about 100 times on Friday or Saturday whenever we talked. Yeah, I mean, we have him, and we would still be having him if it wasn't for all this drama, but he was seeing a speech pathologist talk about his talking. But now he says why to every yeah. response. Yeah, and you can't and, say and because. Kind of, yeah, and there's no, like, at some point, there's no, I have no, I have no response for you. Yeah, you know, what, you know what sucks, though? Yeah. At some point, they get old enough that you have to have real answers. Yeah. Like, now you yeah. can make up a why. <laughs> you can make up your response. Yeah. At some point, they have access to the internet, and you suddenly are not that smart. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like that's what go to Google if you want to know why, buddy. All right, that's what I do. That's right. what normal people do. Exactly. Go to the Google machine. Yeah. So it's been, but you know, I don't like to. I've, I I don't like to say like I've had a good experience with this whole coronavirus thing. But with that's and I feel like it's like when when my whenever I talk to other kids who had uh, other parents who had small kids, I didn't like to talk about how my kids slept because my kids always have slept through the night. And I don't think it's because I did anything special. They just we just got lucky in that way and that they slept. I feel the same way with this whole coronavirus thing. I don't like to talk about it because like we're fortunate that my wife is still working. I'm still getting paid. We live on like almost two acres of land. So we have a lot of land to kind of spread out and I can let the kids run around and. Um, but I've had a really kind of positive experience with this whole thing. I've been able to spend more time out in my yard than I have, you know, in forever. I have this big yard. There's so many things I want to do out there. And so I'm able to work on my vegetable garden and fix my fence. And I've, and I've, I've been like living just a more simple, peaceful kind of life. And the kids drive me crazy because they're two and they're one, but, but, and, and they, you know, keep me running. I saw some people tweeting about being bored. Right. Never once, and Josh, we're the All same right. way in that there's nothing you could do to ever make us say bored or ever make us like stop being productive. Right, like, right. Now it I've just got a, doesn't work for us. Yeah, I've got a little asterisk on that for me though, and it's frustrating. Okay. I would rather go through this in about eight months, six months than now, because what I like to do is projects around the house, and yeah. it would, and it's nice now to have weekends free and evenings like no one's asking you to go anywhere you can't go anywhere so you can get yeah. all these projects done. Yeah. I'm renting right now uh, while yeah. our house is being built. Oh yeah. So I can't do any projects on the house. So I played a lot of MLB the show this weekend and I watched yeah. a bunch of movies and then Mandy and I have been going on walks and that's how we get out at night is we go on walks like old people. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I would rather it happen in about 6 to 8 months. But it has been Cool. Like Saturday, we took the kids over to the house that's being built because they finally got it all framed up. So I was able to walk the kids through and say, look, this is your room and this and stuff. So we've gotten to get them out a little bit with that. But for the girls, it's just like a spring break to them. Yeah. Yeah, but that's another thing. Yeah, like my typical day is I spend like, I don't know, three or four hours out working in the yard. Kids love to play out there. We go for a walk every day now. 
um, just just to to get out around the neighborhood or whatever. Um, and it's just been I don't know. It's been because life is life has was insane for me right. with two kids working on my my di- dissertation, going to school, and this has just been a little reprieve from it. Yeah. And so you don't like to say you enjoy it because it's the freaking coronavirus and it's devastating. My wife, was, you know, is a nurse working the front lines. Uh, of another family member who lost their job. One of one of Emily's family members uh, lost her job because coronavirus. So this has a ton of negative effects. But on a personal level, I'm doing right, okay. right. And isn't it? And I'll see people like talk online and on the news and say, "Isn't it amazing that when you tell people they have to stay in their houses, they all want to go out and do things?" And yeah. I, and it's not that. It's that we are trained as a society to be so busy and to be constantly yeah. running that it's like now we have time to take walks. Where no, yeah. it's not that we need to get out of the house, but we have time. Yeah, I can actually get like seven hours of sleep. Like this yeah. is, the, 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 these are new things for me, and so it's yeah. This is, um, I've tried to you know to live a simple lifestyle. I pride myself on being somewhat of a minimalist and live a relatively simple lifestyle. But it's just not the reality of the world we live in. Like the right. world we live in does not allow for simplicity. And so our life is get really complicated and busy no. with stuff. And we so this all has been a nice break from the busyness, right? We all fill up our schedules, and then it's this balance of like, who's watching the kids this tonight? So I can go do this or that. And suddenly it's like, no, you go to work, you come home, and sit. You're done. Yeah, and honestly, like a big part of the busyness was also like going, like finding time to go to Camden Yards, right? Sure. And going to a bunch of games at Camden Yards, going to a bunch of spring training games. Yeah, it's all time. Uh, find, uh, may, may, uh, may, making sure you're around to watch the games on, on te- te- television. And people always talk about sports as a distraction. Well, to be honest, I've been I've been kind of enjoying not having the distraction of sports for a couple of days. And that's sacrilege to say on a sports I was going to say, but you're getting a little <laughs> itchy now to watch baseball. Um, the MLB, I like the show scratched that itch a little bit, Josh. I mean, I, I, enjoy... Do I find things more frustrating about that, that game than, oh yeah, we'll talk, um, we'll talk about the that, game in a minute, the reality. Yeah. but, uh, no, I mean, I found that at first the lack of sports was, it was, I enjoyed the quiet, but it, it sucks to not have March madness and to not have baseball season yeah, here and not does. have opening day. It all, all that sucks, but yeah. life is still pretty good and we still have it better off than most of the world so i was talking about the show yeah and movie the show it came out on tuesday um stayed up to 2 30 the first day it came out i, st- I stayed up it. till midnight to play it and i lasted about okay. 15 minutes and then i was like i gotta go to bed okay um and then yeah i, I don't know i played it inter- intermittently like probably every other day for about an hour or something. Oh, I played um, more than that this weekend. I got my fill in this weekend. Okay. And and what's your um, what's your first initial impressions? What what did you do? What what did you like? I, did you do? So I uh, yeah. I tried a game online and that was fine, but okay. then I went and started doing. I never do those. I know okay. you don't. And so then I went and did the franchise mode. Yeah, that's, that's what my I, mode. Love that's it. That's what I really wanted to do. First thing that's, I do with, with the Orioles franchise mentality. Right. So first thing I do is I bring Adley Rushman up to the MLB team, and I brought Ryan Mountcastle up to the MLB team. Now, did you do what I did and change their potential no. from B to A? No, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, I changed Rushman's potential from a, a B to an A because he's an All A right. potential. Get out of this B nonsense as yeah. far as his potential goes. Then I, uh, yeah. So I've been playing franchise games and I've been enjoying it. I like it. I like the yeah. franchise mode, and I've been playing the home run derby online, and I like okay, that. Yeah, 
And when we and we went uh, toe toe to toe with that one night too. Yeah, yeah, tied it. Apparently, you beat me in a tie, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know how that works. No, I looked it up. It's because distance. You had the longest home run. My it's Chris a tiebreaker. Davis, really not fair. Yep. So I've been doing that, and I enjoy how they do that with like nine people all hitting at once. So that's a cool way to do a little short game. Yeah. Uh, but no, I like the show. I have some thoughts on the Orioles after playing the show. Okay. Uh, can I just say my initial impression yeah, and then you can share yours? Um, I mean, the gameplay and all is fine. I started, I did a franchise and then got bored with it. And I started doing um, uh, Road to the Show. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's where you create a person and you got to work their way up. Yeah. So I'm, I, I like to think I'm a third base, third base power hitter uh, who in real life can't get the ball out of the infield. But in fantasy world, I'm crushing 400 foot home runs. And so I'm still at Bowie. Um, and so I'm, I'm making my way to the Orioles. Just wait, Orioles. I'm, I'm 19 and I'm hungry. And I'm to, I hope to get there by 2023 to be part of the World Series team. Um, but no, my, my impression of the Orioles squad, because I did adjust some potentials. I feel like Keith Law did the rankings for all the Orioles prospects. I mean, there's so many C's and D's for potential, right? Because they list your potential from A, 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 A to D and or A to F, I suppose. And there was no A potentials yep. for Oriole prospects. Yeah, that the was highest... one of my takeaways is that our farm was... system sucks on this game. Yeah, I'm telling you, Keith Law did it. Keith Law did this. Oh, and by, I want to mention, too, with the whole coronavirus thing, there's been moments where i like, oh, I miss sports so much. One of them was when Bill James and Keith Law were going at it, fighting about, is Chinese virus a racist term? They were going at it like 100 tweets deep oh, I missed into that this one. debate. Yeah, just check out. I'm pretty sure it was. I get Ken Rosenthal and Keith Law confused sometimes, but I'm pretty sure it was Keith Law, and and I know it was Bill James going at it, um, and it was just it was like kind of it was like a train wreck where you couldn't look away because both of them are so extreme in their opinions and were clearly making no dent in the other ones. It just made me miss sports because everyone loves. I like Bill James in sports, and I don't mind Keith Law in sports. But you take Bill James or Keith Law out of sports. And I don't like them. <laughs> right. And so right. that's, that's where we're to, at with that. Right. They're trying to do the same thing they do, but on a different topic, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, talk baseball, please. And this is where I tweet at you, stick to sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but all the, yeah, all the, all the, even like the Dean Kramers, um, Versees, and the T- Tanner Scotts, where it Versees and Ds, all their pitchers. And of course, they only have AAA and AA rosters. That's why you didn't see our best prospects like D.L. Hall right. and Grayson Rodriguez. I don't Which know why they surprised had me because they were Adley Rushman to have... there because he never made it to the Bowie squad. I guess because they made exception for Adley Rushman. They had if you were a name that they knew, like they had Ryan Ripken in there. I don't think oh, yeah, Ryan Ripken true. made it to Double A yet either. Yeah. Now he's a, he's a deep potential guy, right? He should be a yeah, deep potential. He's a deep potential. Yeah, but but there's other guys um, like Ryan Matcastle who I thought should be. Um, an A potential, and they had him at like a 55 overall rating. I thought that was really low too. So I don't know. I, I always take issue with, but then again, I'm so biased in my thoughts about Orioles prospects right. that I probably can't even see it clearly. See, I, I can't, can't compare it to other people or anything. Right, and I looked at those, those ratings and I said, oh, this is what the rest of the country feels about yeah. our prospects. Yeah, I guess that's right. And, and it's funny, um, Zach Lothar, he tweeted out, did you see his tweet? No. Saying people keep on sending him, I guess his brother and other people, send him videos of him getting like crushed on MLB The Show and just giving him <laughs> that, a home run. That's runs. pretty funny. Poor Zach Lothar, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I think my that was part of my takeaway was how the how the rest of the country feels about the prospects and how bad our pitching is, like this year. Like yeah. I know we've got prospects down the road, but like me trying on the show to put a reasonable roster together, even bringing guys up, and I was like, this still sucks. I've got two good. I've got John Means and Alex Cobb on my uh, on my team. And I even put, Cobb is lowly rated, yeah. And I put Cobb on the trade block, and somehow it auto traded him, so I don't even have Cobb now. So who am I on my franchise right uh, now? You got to adjust your managed modes at the beginning of the, yeah. of the franchise. So right now on my franchise, I have John Means, and then I like randomly pick whoever's like has energy to start the game because it's like yeah. Keegan Aiken and uh, Wade LeBlanc and. Uh, Someone else, I forget. It's just, it's all crap. Cole Stewart, maybe. Cole yeah. Stewart, I think, is in my uh, minors right now. I don't think I pulled him up. Okay, but yeah, it's like, and even the guys who like we kind of like in AAA, the Dean Kramers, the Zach Lothar, the Keegan Akins, all of them are terrible rated mm-hmm. with no potential, and then will be the show. Um, which, I mean, in fairness, our best pitching prospects were in Delmarva and right. Frederick last year, so that kind of makes sense. But still, I think we're hoping that Dean Kramer and Zach Lothar and Keegan Aiken can be better than maybe the show portrays them to be. But I think you're right, Josh. I think that's an accurate picture of how the rest of baseball views Zach Lothar and Keegan Aiken yeah, totally. and Dean Kramer and these pitchers we have in AAA. Yeah, and I think some of that will get adjusted like when they do an update. There's just no update now because there's no baseball. Like when they yeah, get official rosters. There was an update like yesterday on it. And I was like, what are they updating? I don't know. But yeah, but know. once players start playing, then they can um, do true roster updates. Like someone asked me on Twitter, yeah. how do I get the latest roster update? And I'm like, well, there's no change because no one has played a game. No team has announced their roster construction. Yeah. But like they, they don't even upload, um, I mean, they do update rosters, but they also update ratings. Yes. So like if you know who also is rated really highly, Josh, go and check out Jonathan VR's rating. I almost dropped out of my chair when I thought when I saw uh, on rating. the Marlins. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like ninety. That's weird. Jonathan VR. Yeah, he's higher than any Oriole. I tell you what, I brought up DJ. <laughs> I like that we're now breaking down a video game because there's no Orioles to talk. I brought yeah. um I brought DJ Stewart up from the minors and I've got him on my bench. I've brought him off the bench now, two games in a row, and he hit game winning dongs. So mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all for DJ Stewart right now. You know, and, him, and uh, thanks yeah, to the coronavirus, ahead. he might be healthy enough by the time we actually play baseball. Oh yeah, there, there's some real Oriole news um, right. that they they do say uh, he'll be back by whenever the season does start. Yeah. Um, but one more note about this, then we can talk about some actually roster moves that have made made with the Orioles. Um, I have two thousand before this. I had two thousand eighteen. The show that I would play a lot, right? And there is the two only the the two prospects with an A potential. The two young players, or maybe the only two players on the Orioles roster, actually. Now that I think about it, who were A potentials on two thousand eighteen? DJ Stewart. Oh, okay. All right, eighteen. DJ Stewart, Hunter Harvey. And no, he wasn't on there because I don't think he was on the forty man at okay. that point. A young center fielder who took Adam Jones's place. Cedric Mullins. Um, Cedric Mullins was also like right. like a an A potential. Um, I don't think we would call DJ Stewart or Cedric Mullins a potential anymore. No, I don't think so. Um, I think they're both listed as C's this year yes. on the game. 
Speaking of which, um, Cedric Mullins, along with David Hess, Ryan Mancastle, and Ramon Arias were optioned to AAA Nor- Nor- Norfolk. Yeah. So none of those guys, David, David Hess, Ryan Mountcastle, Cedric Mullins, and Roman Arias, all have options, but they're sent to the back to Norfolk. Right. No surprises there either. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, maybe Cedric Mullins. I don't know. Some people thought Cedric Mullins could push for a fourth outfielder. Um, I really always liked Mason Williams as the fourth outfielder, and so this increases his chances yeah. to make the team. I th- and, and I think the fact that he was having a, a good spring – Increased his chances, but but having DJ Stewart back hurts his chances, and I think we don't know what the plan is now with Trey Mancini. Right, that's like that's a wild card. Yeah, like we don't know. No matter when baseball starts back up, I don't know if he can play or not. Yeah, I mean, he had the surgery to have the malignant tumor right. removed from his colon. So he's in it theory all good there. I don't know what the recovery um, is like. Right. Right. Um, the, the, this weekend, um, our friend Stan the Fan had, had on um, someone who had this similar surgery um, and similar cancer. And I talked about his recovery. Oh. Um, and so we just, did there's so many this weekend. <laughs> I haven't played that in a long time. I have that button ready to go like that. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it wasn't quite ready to go. It took me a moment to get it, but yeah, I got a few uh, on here. Yeah, so not so none of those are surprising, and yeah, the whole Trey Mancini thing is we wish him the best as he continues to recover. But that's the whole thing with, um, like he's got to get, I like I don't know, like there's so many. It's it's such a case to case basis, right? Like, like now, like they'll look at it again, and and is there other spots? What right. what is the next steps in his recovery? Like there's just so many individual kind of needs and um, that could determine if he's out for three months or if he's out for the whole year um, that we don't know. So that's, yeah, that's a whole wildcard thing. Um, assuming, right? Assuming he comes back healthy Hi, like he was before. Hi, yeah, this is where we need uh, Bert and his medical <laughs> I know. expertise. I know. Uh, yeah, it's and <laughs> like Bert would give us any medical es- expertise. It's something that we've never uh, gone through. I'm sure there's doctors that know what's going on, but we've never had a had a player like we can make judgments on uh, on torn muscles or Tommy John or uh, a sprain or a, a finger blister. Like it's typical baseball injuries, this isn't a baseball injury, so we don't know. Yeah, I mean. Eric Davis did this right, and I think '96 or '97. Right, we won the comeback player of the year. So, like, it's been it's it's happened before, but yeah, it's not. It's an individual case by case thing. And I'd say that medicine is pretty different over since it's been 25 years. Yeah, hope, one would hope, and like even like yeah, recovery, me- right? Uh, recovery. Yeah, PT um, and all that. Yeah, all that stuff. Hopefully, has gotten better. So. Again, we've talked about it. We'll talk endlessly how much we love Trey Mancini. He's the face of the franchise. Everyone loves Trey Mancini. So he's a big part of the 2023 World Series. So. All right. Did you see the former face of the franchise did a Reddit AMA this weekend? I don't know what. I saw you texting me that. I right. don't know what a- AMA is, first of all. Is right. that, that's some sort of fighting organization, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Reddit terminology for Ask Me Anything. So it's a thing where like famous people or like doctors or who I don't know random people go on. I've, Have you ever thought about going and doing an AMA on there? No, no, I, I <laughs> no, I've never even gone on to ask a question on an AMA. 
I just know okay. I see like stories about AMAs once in a while. Okay. And it crossed if this, over. If no sports goes for a while, we might just turn this whole podcast into an AMA. <laughs> AMA. That could happen. You know, I, I, okay. Yeah. Hey, send in your questions. We'll do AMAs any anytime you want. Did you tell Bert that Adam Jones is doing an AMA? Because he, no. I think he had some questions for. No, because for I Jones. saw this after he did it, so okay. I saw some highlights, like, uh, um, who do you miss in Baltimore? What's your favorite spot? So he just. Responsible. Oh, he, he was very he, friendly. He had some food spots. Yeah. yeah, he listed some food spots and some friends in Baltimore that he uh, misses. Uh, he didn't mention the owner in, in that. Did not. Mm. How about this question? Do you have any hard feelings towards the Orioles? Oh, the answer is yes. No hard feelings towards you towards anyone. Maybe one day I'll be back to manage the O's with a new regime. I've been talking to my guys about be more, be more around town coming back to the tailgate. Thank you, Trey, for taking over for now. My work will never be done. Mm, what do okay. you think about the idea of Adam Jones, the manager? Well, um, uh, not happening. But the but the idea of, I think it's interesting, Like he clearly did not go out on good terms. He clearly does not like people or did not like people in Oro's management. That was, though in that situation, it was Dan Duquette, right? right? Um, but same owners. Um, but clearly that comment tells me it's a little surprising because he's very honest usually talking about the Orioles. So that that comment tells me he does not want to burn any bridges. Yes. Um, at some point he and, wants to return in good graces, not as well, the manager, well, but in a, some capacity. Yeah, right. And maybe in a coaching thing or whatever because he then later says, someone says, do you plan on coming back to the major leagues? And his response is, yup, and to manage. So he definitely wants to play, wants to be involved in baseball after he's done playing. Okay. And I, mean, I don't think that's going to work out for him. You don't think he'll ever be a manager? You can't no. go straight to manager. You don't think he'll start at a lower, lower manager and work his way up? You don't see him? I, I mean, we've always saw him as like a clubhouse leader, leader on the field. You don't think he can be a manager leader? And you, maybe you, don't I'm think wrong. He, you don't think he's serious enough. I don't think he's serious enough, and I think he scoffed at the a analytics side of, of baseball his whole career, right? He scoffed at the idea that he was not good enough to be a center fielder. He's Yeah, but that's he's, because you were almost, coming right at him in his, in his job. I mean... But I, but I think he's, he's almost too opinionated, right, to, to, to be a manager. Maybe. He's not... But, he's not... Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you, have, you have... It's a complicated job to be a manager in 2020... Um, baseball. So I would maybe I don't know, I'd be surprised. I don't know. I think if there's anything we've learned from sports outside of baseball is that we all like managers and coaches and players that speak out more. Yeah. And that hasn't really came to baseball yet, but it could be for this next generation needs that. Uh, and there has been this movement of young play, former players who are now coaching. Like we see right. that a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As long as they didn't cheat. Well, then they get fired. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, one final question that I that I flagged from this, where uh, a guy asked, "Who really shut down the end of game pies?" It was Mark. Oh, Tr it, pie it, gate. It, it was Mark Trumbo, wasn't it? Yes. So I like that. The, I like Oriole fans are going on there and asking the hard hitting serious yeah, questions. Yeah, that's the good the questions question. we've been wondering about for years. Yeah, Adam and what we know it was Trumbo. Hmm. To be honest, I believe it was ownership. Maybe some lawyer. 
which doesn't make sense because lawyer the ownership is a lawyer. <laughs> but however, I have smacked a few people a little too hard. I busted a lip or two, but not Trumbo personally. He acted. He actually liked it. I hope it answered the question. I love that people keep coming out, and I. This isn't the first time we've seen Adam Jones come out and say. Mark Trumbo liked the pies. We've seen Mark Trumbo come out and say, I love the pies, and Baltimore <laughs> will not get over the fact I don't believe it. that it's Mark that it's Mark Trumbo who's fought. Yeah, and Jones found a loophole here. Well done, Jones. I don't think it was Mark Trumbo who shut it down. He didn't come out and make the declaration. Mark Trumbo just snitched to management and then right. management came and shut it down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that, that's right. a good a good way to find a uh, a, a Oh, you know. of course, cuz no matter what, we have to believe that it'll always be Mark Trumbo. Yeah, because he is the only one who A did not like fun. Everyone else likes fun. Yeah. And pies are fun. B, he comes across as a snitch. So, th- those two facts put together. He, he does. I, I love that. Is a guy. I love that we had Mark Trumbo here. We loved him when he was here. And we yeah, all he had, a, he had a great year for us. He did a great year, uh, but we all look at him as a guy who never smiled and wasn't fun. Yeah, he was just a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, and, and like he he was serious and went about his business, right? Yeah. We always we complain about people like who have fun with, while while they're losing. Well, here's a guy who didn't like losing and who just took but, the sport serious. And he he looked at his job as a baseball player as a job. He didn't right. flip the bat. He didn't run around why? laughing and giggling. And then we hate him for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's my question is the yeah. same reason, everything that you just said about why we hated Mark Trumbo is the exact same reasons we loved Nick Markakis. Yeah. So it's like, how did we get into this personality of Trumbo's the, the no fun guy and, yeah. and Markakis is this like veteran to be respected? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also because um, like there's other facts here. Like, I mean, we drafted and um, kind of groomed. Um, Nick Markakis. Yeah, we had a lot more years of Nick Markakis. We got to know yeah. him. Yeah, and Mark Trumbo, I mean, we, we said he had a good year for us, but he was here for, what, four years. Um, right. And so we, it was not like – I think if he was a lot better of a player, um, like the past two years, right, in 2018 2019, he wasn't great. Um, and, and while – Nelson Cruz, the one we like, like get get away is having great years. I think partly to do with that, right? Partly performance based um, is also another reason. Like if he was crushing the ball, if he was playing like he did 2016, then I think we'd be less critical of Mark Trumbo. Right. But we played paid him a lot of money, and he only had that one great year. Yeah, but it was a great year, and and I think we're also kind of petty about Mark Trumbo because we screwed up with Nelson Cruz. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of it. We had to, yeah, because we signed, he was the DH, right? And we passed up on Nelson Cruz as to retime his DH. And there, I don't know, there was no way I feel like to tell that Nelson Cruz would still be good at baseball. You know? uh, no, nobody he, predicted he's, that. Yeah, he's he's done he's done better than Mark Trumbo, that's yep. for sure. Uh, I saw MLB.com or MLB.tv, I guess, has unlocked, the, you can watch the last two years of baseball games for free. To help you get oh, through cool. this. So uh, if Oriole fans were not depressed enough sitting at home with no friends, they can go watch two years of bad baseball. Yeah, watch us lose 100, 100 games. I was That's trying fun. to think if there we're was... We're not going to lose 100 games this year, Josh. Right. I guarantee it. I, I, <laughs> we're not going to play 100 games. <laughs> we're not going to lose right. 100. You're right. We will not lose 100 games. Um, but I, I was, figure every every game the season shortened is an advantage to the Orioles, right? If, if the season was just one game, well, I feel like we would have a decent shot at making the playoffs. 
If it's two games, an okay shot. If it's 30 games, a little bit harder, but we right. have a shot. Like the more games we play, the less of a chance we have of being competitive. Because right. you know, the more games you play, point, the more right. you're exposed. I mean, I think baseball might want to just consider doing like a a 30-team tournament as the season. Just everyone's yeah. in. Uh, ping pong balls to determine matchups to start. Everyone gets I, their brackets, and we're, everyone's in the postseason. And I, we just I, have a, and like a three game series. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you get to the next round, you do, or like it starts with the one game. No, yeah, you no, start no, with no. three game series. Yeah, no, 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 no. Five no. game series. Hold on, hold on. Seven game series. We got to rethink this a little bit because you don't want a team to spend four weeks getting ready and then three games and they're out of it. Hmm. So we got to rethink it a little bit. But I like the idea of like just starting baseball in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, but whatever it is, I like I do like the idea that if it's thirty games, sixty games, ninety games, a hundred games, the shortened season means each win is even more important. Yeah. So it puts more value. Yeah, because when you play 162 games, I mean, this is what what what, what I I forget what Showalter always says, like like there there's no pretenders in, in the MLB, right. right? Like you'll be exposed through the course of a season. Like we saw Seattle last year. Got off to that hot start, and Tim Beckham was batting like 500 yeah. in the home run every other bat. And we thought, oh, man, they, they look like one of the best teams in baseball. And for a month, they were. Right. And then they got exposed as being the you know the bump team that they were. And, that, and, and so every any year, team can be hot for two weeks or a month. Yeah. Right. And every year, every team has highs and lows. But this year, like if you're hot for a month, that could be enough for you to get into the postseason. Yeah. Which is well, pretty yeah. cool. Which gives well, the Orioles a chance. Again, and, and that's assuming, Josh, that – they don't play 162. Like they don't just push back the the end of the season. The Christmas. I think. Well, you know what I think would be cool, and I've been pushing for this forever. More double headers. I love to, a double yeah. header. So if you can if you can do a bunch of double headers, make it old school. Um, expand the rosters, right? From right. instead of 26 men, make them like 28 or 29 men. Put, yeah. Give them a few extra pitchers, and do do, a, a couple double headers every week. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. Because, uh, yeah. well, you saw, like, the did you see today the Olympics got postponed? Oh, I knew they were talking about it. Yeah, that, so that the Olympics happen? got postponed. And it's really complicated because you can say, all right, well, we'll just do it the next year. But the problem is they built all these housing to hold, they have to, you know how they build, like, whole cities to hold all the Olympics, uh, Olympians, athletes and everything. Yeah. And what they do with these cities is they don't Breeding just... grounds for coronavirus, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think lots of viruses get passed around in Olympic villages, if I remember. Yes, lots of diseases and viruses. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but what they do is they sell these homes. Like, they build a brand new apartment complex, and it's like you can, you can buy your condo there, but it won't be available to you until after the Olympics. Hmm. So the problem they have now is that people are scheduled to move in there in the fall. So they can't say push back the Olympics to the fall because they don't have a place to put the athletics, the athletes. So it's right. it's really complicated, and I'm interested to see how baseball handles a little bit of this situation with spring training. If they do spring training in June, do they do it? At, do the Orioles go to Sarasota? Yeah, I find that because hard. I, yeah, would, I would think I would it'd be hard no, to find right? housing and everything for everyone in Sarasota in June. And what's the point, right? You go there partly because the warm weather, right? Well. The point, yes, but you would, but you also have more baseball fields. Okay, you know, in Baltimore, you have one field. Yeah, Unless, but at this point, you don't. Your roster is already smaller than it was, right? You're not right. I, I would imagine if you do a quick spring training, 
but you you're, can't... you're going with your top guys. You're not you're not going to bring an extra guy. Right, but what if you go? What about scrimmages? You're going to drive up to Philly and New York for scrimmages? I don't think you do scrimmages. Or you just I think you you scrimmage yourself if you want to, and that's it. Just a, a lot mean... of self scrimmaging. Yeah, yeah, a lot of self scrimmaging. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna have a whole full. You're not gonna do. You're not gonna make up the three weeks that you lost. In fact, in the four week thing, I don't know what you're saying that. I would imagine it'd be two weeks to get your guys ready. Um, I don't know. It's weird. And then go. Yeah. It's, and it's and yeah. Do you get them ready at Camden Yards? I don't, think, then? I, I don't think there's scrimmages. I would be surprised if they do spring training games. I don't. I don't expect that. I don't know. That's expect- part of spring training. Yeah, but is it necessary to get your players – like, you just need to build up pitch counts and stuff like that. Is that necessary to get your players ready? I like, no, do you really need I, that? I assume it is because they do it every year. They do, like, four they weeks of it. They also do preseason games in football, and the starters don't, don't even play in the fourth, fourth I know. game. But what, but what does everyone tell you? That it's important to see the younger people. Well, aren't they eliminating a spring training game or two in the new – or maybe all of them? The preseason? Always talk about, yeah, I think they might I have gotten rid of one or two. There's, there's always talk about them getting rid of all the all the right yeah preseason. I don't I know think, yeah I mean I don't know either I would love it to, for baseball to just say all right no spring training game starts here you figure it out you got a week's yeah. notice figure it out I think that's gonna happen I would love that yeah. and then uh, yeah you just jump into it so but no. when when that date will be yeah who knows Nobody another knows. interesting point is is a big part of this rebuild is through the draft. And they have the number two pick this year in the June draft. Right. But I heard that it's not going to happen in June. I heard that it's getting canceled completely, maybe. Because well, there's no college sports this spring, they might shut the draft down completely this year. Okay. Who said that? ESPN. Okay. Someone, some dude speculated about something, but there's been no, no one from baseball has said that. Um, as of right now, the draft is full go. Just because, I mean, you still have data on these guys from previous years. And so I'm just, I'm actually curious about how it affects the Orioles not having players play in that college season. Um, does it make you more likely to pick a safer pick? Does it make you more likely to stay away from a pitcher? I don't know. Um, there's a few interesting options at the top. Um, it's Martin and Lacey and Turkelson and Hancock. And so um, there's a couple different ways Orioles could go. But it's... It, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna how having college players not play. I would imagine the and Orioles high, and high school players not playing. Remember, because there's a lot of high schoolers drafted in this. Yeah, it's true. I mean, all the names associated with the Orioles' number two pick were college players, and I think it's a little bit of advantage that the Orioles already knew the top kind of five guys yes. in the draft going into this year. So it's not like like they kind of know who they're dealing with. Right. You'll all you'll have players with one more season. You'll have like chance to move like one or two slots but it's not like someone's going to surprise you all of a sudden this year and you draft them right yeah it's just between these three guys who who made a or, or four guys who made a good impression maybe during the season but like with later rounds i would imagine be even more challenging and like high school players i wonder if like high school players now won't come out right because um because high school players can choose to come out or, or go into to college right. i wonder if we'll have less high school players come out because they didn't play their senior year and like I guess it depends how well you dra- how well you scouted juniors in high school, right? So maybe it's it's a test for your scouting department. Yeah, you're right. It's um, Ron Bloom of the Associated Press reporting that there's been conversations of not saying of not having it, but he's got no 
quotes yeah. from anyone. I'm sure there's a lot of conversations happening about a lot of things. Right. Yeah. It's like we just spend an hour having conversations about things with no dates. There's lots of conversations right. going on. Um, right. Which reminds me, we need to, at some point, we will have to rethink our Chris Davis bet because those numbers were based on 162 games. That was not stipulated at the, at the, at the top. So um, I'm still sticking with the home run totals. No, no, no. Uh, no matter the length I'll, of the season. I'll stick with the batting average of 230. But I'm not going to go with 29 home runs if we don't that have 162 games. Josh, that was the bet. Yeah, the bet was not he'll hit a home run. Like if he was cut after after three weeks, I would still win the bet. You want to yes. say, oh, he totally. only played three weeks. Yes, totally. So it was never stipulated that he would no, play no, no, 162 no, no. games. No, but the bet, like any bet on baseball, was stipulated that they would that the Orioles would play 162 games. No, that when was never, Carissa, that's never said. <laughs> There's no way. Never, there's no way if the Chris, Orioles play 60 games, I'm gonna stick with Chris Davis has 29 home runs. Josh, that's part of the gamble you make, the risk you take by placing that bet. Uh-huh. You know what? You I don't know what other fact. If he got hurt and missed half the season, would you cry about it and no, say, "Oh, no, he got no, hurt half the season"? No, that's no, part of the you game. Made the bet. That's it's part, part of the game. That's part yeah. of the game. The coronavirus <laughs> is not part of the game. I placed a bet. <laughs> I placed a bet in November for the Terps to win the uh, NCAA <gasps> tournament. Yeah. That was going to be a big win for me if they Did pulled it out. Did you get your money back? Yeah, they gave my money back. You know why? Because why? the Terps didn't play the game. I just remembered. I bet one of those. I put in five bucks yeah. to do to get a spot in in the sixty four to- tournament. Yeah, I yeah. guess if I get that money you, back, I haven't been on that. It should have. It should have also been re- been auto refunded uh. refunded to you. And now you can bet nice. on there on politics since there's no. What sports. can I bet on? Politics. Can I bet on when the first game of the season will happen? I have not looked in the past uh, couple weeks. I got mine back as soon as they canceled March Madness, and I threw it on politics. Okay. Um, did you vote for? Did you put it in on for for Bernie to win the presidency? That didn't end well. <laughs> no, I, no, I did bet on the presidential win. I vote that I bet put it five. My put my five dollars on Hillary to win the presidency because it had great odds. Mm. So I was like, crazy happened. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? This money I wasn't planning on having because of March Madness, I'm putting it in something crazy. I, I bet you could have made good money if you had uh, uh, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably could have made good money on that. That would have been a good bet, probably. I don't know if that was listed on there. At one point, it was about Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Florida boy now. I'm now a Tampa Bay fan. I thought you were a Jacksonville guy. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm in Jacksonville. But, Jacksonville is a joke of a franchise. But I've seen uh, a lot of people in uh, at work suddenly have like Tampa Bay hats, or they're mentioning about Tom Brady. Yeah, I like the move. I'm fascinated because it brings up this whole debate on who is more responsible for the dynasty of the Patriots, Bill oh. Belichick or Tom Brady. I, I can't wait to see who who they have as their yeah. quarterback next. And year. It's not really it's not really fair because Tom Brady 43 is at like you know the end of his career. But still, like if. If if the Patriots tank, um, be great news for the, um, uh, for Tom Brady, and if he's able to lead the Bucks, it's just it's interesting to see how that works stuff out. I tell you what, hey. it's looking good for the Ravens. All this stuff happening in the NFL, yeah, is everything that happens looks. I mean, Tom Brady leaving is good for the NFL. Well, I mean, it's good for the Ravens. Today, the Ravens. Um, well, last week the Ravens signed, uh, got got that trade that worked out well for them. Today, the Ravens signed. Uh, what Jimmy Smith and uh, Jimmy Smith and, and Levine. Anthony Levine? I mean, yeah, yeah, all that's looking great for the Ravens. Well, I, and I'm talking about like other things that other teams are doing, like 
um, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, leaving Houston because the yeah. Houston Texans are idiots. Uh, and that's good news for, for the Ravens. Right. So this is all good stuff. I was hoping we could have gotten Diggs out of uh, Minnesota instead of him yeah, going to Buffalo. He doesn't uh, do much for me. I feel like we got Marquise Brown, who's like our Diggs. Hey, what's the chance that Joe Flacco goes to New England? He seems like a Belichick guy. Yeah. Um, ha- yeah, I think that would be you know, now, be cool. now that he got cut by the Broncos. I would have mixed feelings because I love Joe Flacco and I don't want to root for a Patriot. I'm hoping Andy I'm hoping Andy Dalton goes there. I, That's who I'm rooting. I love for. the I love the Andy Dalton rumors because that really puts Belichick to the test. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. And it, I would love yeah, I would love to play Andy Dalton in the playoffs or something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, um I I pulled up my bookie. You can now bet on simulated football games through Madden or simulated basketball games through NBA 2K and then the game plays on my bookie while you bet. Okay, that's dumb. That's kind of dumb and kind of cool. Did you see Fox yesterday? The Fox NASCAR broadcast yesterday? No. They did a NASCAR broadcast yesterday where they had race car drivers in their homes driving simulators racing each other, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. We have a country addicted to betting, and these poor gamblers now don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah, true. We do have that. We do have that as an that's issue. Like sad. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, the fact that we're they're betting on uh, video if you games. Bet on, if you bet, Josh, on anyone that's simulated football games, I'm calling for an intervention. I don't have any money in my bookie until Hillary is our president. Then I'll get money back. Okay. So I'm if you, a, yeah, if you, if you if you win that bet, you can bet whatever you want. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, I'm not betting that. All right, good show. Let's get out of here. Yeah, another uh, weird show. All right, you're gonna call this sh- it's show episode title weird? No, right now so I wrote times. down self scrimmage. Okay. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. Follow us on Twitter. For all our uh, coronavirus tweets, because there's not much sports to tweet about. Right. Um, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go CDC. You can you can stick with Go O's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go O's. Yeah, Orioles podcast. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.